0: Program does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff or management of WFMD. Free Talk, 930 WFMD. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen and I have with me now Dr. Mariela Roca, who is an impressive veteran of the Air Force. And she has a background in, wait for it, supply chain do we love her or what so she's not only a veteran but she's an expert in understanding these uh, the flow of supplies and we're gonna hear a little bit about her story Um, and so you're running for Maryland's 6th congressional district why did you decide to run
1: Well, good morning, Jennifer. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Uh, You're an amazing person. Your family is very well-loved here in the Frederick community, so thank you for having me. And, you know, I decided to run for Congress because just like many Americans and people here in Maryland, as a mom of two kids that go to Frederick County Public Schools and a middle-class person that I'm a single mom as well, I'm just... I need to do something about this. The way this country is going and headed, I am very scared for my kids. Um, uh, The American people deserve better, and I've public service is what I've done my entire adult life. I joined the Air Force when I was 20, I I got out, I worked at, uh, continued serving for the federal government for 10 years here at Fort Detrick, for the Department of the Army, so this is what I do. Public service is in my heart, and this is why I want to run. I want to represent the people of this community with common sense we see a lot of these people in dc and a lot of these elected positions that it seems common sense has disappeared from their minds yeah so, it's not common anymore it's not common sense is not common I like that <laughs> I'm gonna remember that one but, and Marielle, you actually you were born in Puerto Rico yes I was born in Puerto Rico uh, when we were three my mom moved me and my brother to New York City so we lived and we lived there for about ten years I learned English when I was five in New York City and then we moved back to Puerto Rico when I was 13 finished middle school high school got my first job and joined the Air Force from Puerto Rico. Isn't that awesome? Yes, yes, It's a great, great American story. So tell me a little bit about
0: your background in supply chain. Because when we look at where we are today, and I think about, you know, and I, frankly, I have to say I did – did predict this whole inflation thing and everything coming at us and i've i've worked in uh products consumer products and distribution so um clothing industry you know is 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 primarily owned in the and produced in the uh far east but when you look at what's going on and your background is in medical supply chain yes what do you think was the source of where do we go off the rails On supply chain?
1: I think the first reason why we went off the rails is um, this dependence that the United States of America has had on foreign countries, especially our enemies, on relying on some of these products. Um, We've got our most of our PPE and pharmaceuticals are coming from China and I think that's where we went wrong a long time ago. We need to get back to an America first supply chain process in this country, um, we're dependent too much on, on on countries like China. Then COVID happened, and you know that whole thing started in China, and it this just disrupted the whole supply chain. Um, and do you think that was an accident? Every every day that goes by, I a lot of these things. More and more, I just i it's hard for me to believe that a lot of these things. Are just accidental and just happened you're a veteran I mean you know the you know the strategies of war yes yes doesn't this kind of look like a strategy of war absolutely and we were talking earlier about this uh, baby formula shortage Uh, you had things like this don't just happen overnight and my brother's a trucker he's a long haul trucker in Massachusetts and he says the same thing a lot of these things that are happening with the supply chain issues and especially with the truckers and the ports it's the bureaucracy it's not that there's a shortage of truckers. Well, maybe now. He recently told me that a lot of the truckers, with this increase uh, gas prices, they can't afford. His truck is almost a thousand dollars every single time to fill up the tank. So a lot of his friends that are truckers are having to sell. Um, so they can't. They try they aff- to come
0: up with the cash because yes. listen, it's a cash flow issue, right? Mm-hmm. You got to
1: fill it. Before you got to fill run. it, and then the load prices are not going up when they pay these truckers to like. Uh, Grab the load and, and deliver it. The price is not going up, but the gas of price is going up. So the the profit margin becomes more and more uh, smaller. And you're not going to get products to market if you can't move them. Yes. You that's cannot. just the way and, it is. And, 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 th- and I think that's one of the things that, you know, people think, like, you know, I've got this bottle of orange juice here. There's a lot more to it than that's it's just orange juice in a plastic container Uh, there's a lot into the supply chain process you know you got to find the plastic first you got to make it this green cap is probably not the same plastic that comes from the same place then obviously you need the orange juice that goes inside of it so any disruption to any of those processes for this just this simple uh, bottle of orange juice will completely disrupt and this is what we when we start seeing things on the shelves that are empty Um, Well, and look at the components. Now we're looking at Taiwan and whether or not that's going to
0: be hit next. And Taiwan is a big producer of chips. It's my understanding for uh, computers. Yes. And so, you know, talk about (laughs) – Bringing all of us to our knees when we can't run our computers. I mean, that's going to be ugly. We're going to go
1: back to pigeons and. uh, People thought Y2K in the year 2000 was bad. Wait till this happens. Oh, my goodness.
0: Oh, my goodness. All I'm saying is, people, you got to be prepared for these types of eventualities. So you might want to go back to like horse drawn carriages and (laughs) pigeons. I think we're going to go back to pigeons. So anyway, let's talk about. Let's talk about race relations. You're a woman of color. You come from Puerto Rico. You've lived the American dream. You're a doctorate in business administration. You've accomplished great things. What are your thoughts on this whole CRT, critical race theory nonsense?
1: I think it's absolutely disgraceful and despicable that grown adults are trying to teach our kids about gender and race instead of teaching them how to read, learn math, and learn the basics, and just be kids. I think it's disgusting, and I really do think that at me as a mother, I've been so fortunate that my kids are 14 and 10. I could not imagine a parent with a 5-, 6-year-old going into kindergarten right now and this being their first um, experience in school. It is just so sad to me, and it is disgusting that we've got school boards, in across this country and here in Frederick County, that refuse to listen to per- parents' concerns. I was a, uh, I've been to a couple school board meetings where parents were genuinely uh, upset at the school board and saying, "Why are you not listening to us?" And yeah, but now
0: they're characterizing them from Biden and and his his people, O Biden. I'm going to call it the O Bidens, <laughs> you know, um, as terrorists. Oh, yes, a mom like yourself going in and raising heck about how kids are being subjected to this nonsense, are being
1: labeled terrorists. Uh, That's absolutely disgusting. And I said this on Monday in our debate, Merrick Garland has to go. I will be the first to impeach him right after we impeach Mayorkas for his disastrous uh, operation at the border. And then right after we impeach Biden, because he has to go as well. All of these woke liberals that are... um, pushing these destructive policies to this country and they don't care they don't care about the middle class american like you and me the ones that are actually struggling the most and it, and it's it's just absolutely i cannot every day i think i don't know how we got to this point well you know i
0: actually think it's more nefarious than that and i'm sure this will be recorded and downloaded and shared to millions. But, you know, I actually think it's nefarious intent. I actually think that there are these people in Congress and they're not just Democrats. Liz Cheney has got to go. The woman's nuts. Excuse me. But you look at even uh, McConnell. I mean, they have not served us they've served themselves yes and they have self-serving reasons that they're they're doing things but seeing military like you run for office is inspiring
1: because you people have honor and integrity wrapped tight yes and I I, I, uh, any veteran that you know uh, us veterans we raise our right hand we swear to support and defend the Constitution We raise our right hand and are willing to die for this country. And that's what I did when I joined the Air Force. That's what I did when I went to Afghanistan in 2007. When I was in Afghanistan, I worked at the Bagram detainee prison. I don't know, many uh, listeners have heard when the disastrous Afghan withdrawal, they let all those bad guys out. They just let them free. And I was there. I looked at these terrorists in the eye every single day. And we need more people like me that are willing to fight and are battle-tested and battle-ready to take the fight to these people in D.C. Because I really genuinely think this is the enemy. This is this is the devil working through these people. And we have to stand up. We cannot let our, our, we, our faith and our... our we've got to do something. So what are your thoughts? And I'm going to leave
0: this with you, and then we'll come back after the break. What are your thoughts about the uh it wasn't a debacle. Let's again everything is done strategically. Yes. There are no accidents. What happened in Afghanistan last August was not an oops. No it was not. It was intentional. It was a, 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 a distribution of eighty five billion dollars of equipment, some of which was was classified high tech technology they gave it away. That was not an oops. You're listening to Success Happens on Free Talk 930. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen, and I have with me today Dr. Mariela Roca, and she is, uh, she is running for Maryland's sixth con- Congressional district. Now, tell us about that district. It's gotten changed. It was in the high courts,
1: yes,
0: because of the gerrymandering, which was ridiculous. It yes. was like a, a bad work of art. (laughs) And so uh can you tell us now what does the district look like? What did you gain, what did you lose, and who do you now have the opportunity to represent?
1: Yes, so uh right now the sixth congressional district still goes out west to Garrett County, Allegheny County, Washington County. The differences come in that before Frederick County, only the city and the lower part, the Brunswick Jefferson area was in Um, Was not in eight. Now all of Frederick County is in the congressional district six. So people that live up north in uh, Myersville, Emmitsburg, in those areas, your congressman used to be Jamie Raskin, but now your new congressman is David Trone. Um, and we also lost Carroll County. So Carroll County, I think it's divided into districts two or three. And then um, we've also, in, the, in Congressional District 6, have the top part of Montgomery County. So it's a very big district. Um, and But the, what does help us now is... The way that they redrew the maps, they're a lot fairer. Before, it was very gerrymandered for the last 10 years. The Democrats uh, drew the maps to their favor. If you looked at the maps before, there's some areas, especially in Congressional District 3, it looked like a bad, like you said, work of art. Uh, we all We joked that some of the lines look like a little pterodactyl and a little dinosaur. It was just very terrible uh, so last month uh, it went to courts, and last month we were able to get fairer maps. It was signed into law by uh, the governor and they 're still a little bit gerrymandered, but they 're a lot better than what the Democrats were trying to push through so so one of the challenges
0: in that district, obviously is the uh, Montgomery County. Uh, but given that you are uh, from Puerto Rico, you're going to identify with a lot of the ethnic exactly. groups down there who want to be represented. How, what do you want to say to them?
1: So, yes, uh, that is correct. In Montgomery County area. Because they have a choice. They're, they could choose a Democrat. See, see, here's the problem, I think. I think that uh, many of the
0: uh, the black community, the Latino community, the Asian community, a- and others, they, they really... Like conservative values. Yes. They're family-oriented. They're faithful. I mean, that if I were to, like, br- paint it in a very broad brush stroke. So I, I'm always surprised that they're so resistant to the Republican messaging and platform. But I think it's maybe because they haven't had somebody that, that can yes, reach into yes, that yes. community and really identify with yes, them. So
1: go ahead. So um, that's one of the things. When I started running for Congress last year and I started meeting so many people, especially down in Montgomery County, and a lot of Hispanic and Latino individuals um, came up to me and said, wow, thank you so much for running. You speak Spanish. We can understand you. We can ask you questions. And we've never had that before. Maryland has never had a representative in Congress of Hispanic American descent wow! in the Senate or the House so when
0: we guess I know by the way they're mostly Democrats so yes. that says something right there yes. the Democrats haven't gotten it done yes, for you guys. either You're...
1: either the Democrats haven't done it either so the, we've got a great opportunity here to get someone that's gonna be able to not to one have those conservative values I am a conservative Republican veteran I stand for what I believe in I, I the Constitution is the law of the land But also, you know, David Trone is the Democrat in CD6, and he is a multimillionaire owner of Total Wine. He's going to dump a lot of money into this race. And what we're going to need to do to win this race, in addition to having a lot of money, is, too, we're going to have to bring over some of the Democrats and the moderates that are in the middle. And I'm the only candidate on the ballot that I believe is going to be able to do that. We've got to flip. Some of these families and individuals that are just not happy with the Democrat Party and the well and, and this and,
0: used to be a district with Roscoe Bartlett yes, so we have a history that we can draw upon. Yes. We just
1: need to widen our net and reach like you're saying, so what's your website? Where can people find you? So my website is roca for congress dot r o c a f o r congress.com com
0: okay, so everybody listen, ten, fifteen, twenty dollars, or two thousand, whatever you can give give to mariella to help her be competitive in this race and the other thing that i want to say whether it's you or it's the other candidates find out who you most identify with you most appreciate their values their beliefs their 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 character their capacity to get get stuff done Mm gsda and um volunteer your time is so important you're getting ready to go out on the trail right now uh, yes aren't you?
1: right after here going down to uh, germantown we're doing door knocking for a couple hours and yes volunteering is so much it's valuable just as more than a donation if you if you can't give it 20 25 dollars if you can volunteer please go to my website there's a volunteer sign up form we would love to have you we've got a lot of doors to knock a lot of people to talk and i know we can do this but i I'm not going to be able to do it without the support of the voters in the district.
0: That's awesome. That's really great. So to wrap up, just to kind of, one of the things, you currently
1: work for the VA. Yes, I am a federal contractor now for the Department of Veterans Affairs, doing medical logistics, medical supply, We're more on the software development, but still, you know, in the medical uh, logistics supply arena. Thank you. Yes. I mean, the VA, you know, I look, President Trump... Yes. Transformed that yes, agency. That is absolutely Tell correct. Tell us about that. As a veteran, um, when I when I stopped working at Fort Detrick, I. Started getting my care 100% through the VA and I see how difficult it is and a lot of the things that President Trump did During his administration to reform the VA especially care in the community which uh, Basically allows veterans to get more care at, at civilian doctors versus having to drive in my example 45 minutes to West Virginia to the VA Medical Center And one of the things that I've really taken advantage of is they also opened up urgent cares uh, veterans can go up to, I think, three or four times a year directly to urgent care. No questions asked. You show your VID card and they, they will treat you. And that's all because of what President Trump did. There's still a lot of work to be done, but that really opened up the, the conversation of we've got to do better for our veterans. So do you support President Trump? I, You know what? I, I think, in all honesty, before I was one of those that was kind of in the middle. But every day that goes by, absolutely, yes, I came to the Republican Party because of President Trump, just like he's brought so many Hispanic and minorities into the party because, you know, yes, he was not as presidential as many people would probably hope them to believe. But I always say this all the time. When President Trump was president, if you didn't like him, you could turn off the TV and your life was good. Now, the administration that we have, you can't turn off the TV Because you see it everywhere. You see it at the shelves. You see it at the gas prices. Everything's a mess. So, yes, I absolutely support President Trump. He is he did a lot for this country. And we 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 got to get back to that, because right now, the way that the Biden administration is is taking us the road, the path they're taking us, it's not it's not good. We've got to get these people out amen and i
0: you know where i sit and i'll keep saying it and i want all the listeners to really look into the candidates and we need america first candidates we cannot have candidates who think anything other than america first yes absolutely not and our constitution demands it our our faith demands it we have a time right now like no other where we must attend to our own house and our own housekeeping and this idea of being a police force for the world you know it's not our job it's not and the one thing i would say is the countries that are in trouble where people are clamoring to leave there to come here risking life and limb those countries Need to be put on notice to fix their situations, so that their people want to stay in the country and love and prosper within that country in their homeland. Because if 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 we have countries that have these people who are struggling, they don't have proper food, they don't have proper water, they don't have good access to medication or or, or uh, uh, medical services, if they are a Venezuela. What needs to happen is they need to fix that country mm-hmm. because that's in service
1: of their own people. Just like we need to be fixing our country in service of ours. Our country, yep. And I said this also on Monday, you know, it's not that we don't want to help these countries, it is our job and our, our, our moral to help people in other countries with humanitarian, but this whole thing with Ukraine, we all of a sudden found $53 billion overnight to send to Ukraine, but we couldn't find $4 billion to give President Trump to build the wall, which, oh, by the way, would have saved so many American lives in this country, stopping the deadly flow of fentanyl and criminal cartel gangs coming here. So it's the, it's the hypocrisy of all of this that really is what gets to me. That well, th- thank you for running. Thank you. It
0: is it is a blood sport. It is, it definitely but is. But I know you've got Hey. The, I know you've got uh, it
1: in you to uh, do this. A minority female in the military going all the way to Afghanistan. If I could do that, I could do this. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Listen, everybody, you've been listening
0: to Success Happens. Dr. Mariella Roca. We had Michael Peruka on earlier for Attorney General. Make sure you get out and vote and that you look, you listen, you record. You need to be paying attention to this election, everybody around us, and involve your family and friends in in living room chats. Invite Mariella into your home to chat with people. This is the kind of engagement we all deserve. God bless you, everybody. Have a great week. See you next Saturday morning, 9 a.m. on Free Talk 930 WFMD.